Welcome to Autoimmune Revolution Radio. I'm your host, Justin Janoska, clinician and founder of the Autoimmune Revolution. After watching my mom suffer with autoimmune disease, I have made it my mission and purpose to help people like you. Unlock the door to better results, regain control of your body, and feel like yourself again. I want you to become an autoimmune alchemist and get your life back. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in. May you be filled today with joy, abundance, and loving kindness. Peace and love. Hello, hello. Welcome back. I'm Justin from the Autoimmune Revolution. So glad that you're here. I'm really excited about this topic because it's a loaded question. How do you control your autoimmune disease? Not sure I can get through every little thing in 20 to 30 minutes, but I'm going to do my best to give you a different perspective on this based around what you're doing or have been doing and what you've been taught. Okay. So the first thing I'll say is everybody's disease looks different. Okay. You could have five people in the room with Hashimoto's or PCOS or lupus. They're all going to have different, a different profile, different symptoms, different root causes. And even if they have the same root causes or similar ones, they are going to respond differently to different interventions. And so are you. So comparing your disease to another is really a waste of time. And I know people do that, but, um, I think the biggest mistake we can do is to look to someone else and model what they're doing. Oh, they followed this diet. They did AIP. They did paleo. They did, um, fish oil. They took this supplement and did a coffee enema. And I must do all that too. If that worked for them, chances are you won't get the same results as that person. doesn't mean you shouldn't borrow some of those things and use some of that because yeah, that could be really helpful. But I think going into it with the expectation that this is what is going to fix me and solve all my problems, it doesn't work that way. There's so much going on that you're not aware of within your body or things that have been unidentified. And you just got to understand that there are different biological responses to whatever we're giving the body. Okay. And the same holds true with trauma, which is integrated into this whole discussion. Okay. So it's all relative, but the body manifests what it does. And that's unique to you. So with that in mind, um, where, where do we go? Okay. What's the first thing we do when we're trying to manage and control this disease? Is it Googling? Is it reading a book? Is it trying to hire somebody? Is it modeling someone else's protocol, right? Yeah, I could say it's any of those things, but really what I'm going to say is it starts with you, okay? The first thing you you want to do to gain control, to gain better control of your disease is to give up control. This is the paradox. The things people do to find control in their life that you might be doing, like controlling your diet, your protocols, situations, is what actually creates the opposite outcome, ironically. And I see that people lose control of their freedom and willpower by exerting more control in these domains. Um, eating, dis eating disorders are a classic example of this because control is a theme that is woven through um, people that, have, that that struggle with that. I've worked with many people with anorexia and bulimia and binge eating, um, and control is always a theme. I had a client this year actually who had Hashimoto's and an eating disorder. So food restrictions led to 
a loss of control, right? Food restrictions in the sense that she had to avoid these foods for her Hashimoto's, okay? And even some of the um, self-imposed food restrictions she gave on her, she gave to herself. Eventually, that leads to a loss of control, right? Because you end up binge eating. You end up going off the deep end and eating everything in your cabinet. And then the diet controls you. So what we did in this case is we helped her unburden from trauma and heal these wounds, which involved letting go of control. And it's not a, simply a choice you make. Okay, I'm going to wake up today and just stop caring and let go of control. No, I can't talk to you into a behavior you, you want to have or out of behavior you don't want to have. It doesn't work that way. But it's a, it's a very slow turning, right? a slow change in consciousness and neuroplasticity. So we had to learn how to let go. And that's when she learned to gain control, right? She learned to trust her body and her intuition. And she eventually had control of her actions again. So again, control is the, cent the central theme I see over and over in clients. And it has many implications. It's, it's beyond just controlling your protocols and what you're doing in the day-to-day -day for this disease right now. That isn't the only thing you're probably controlling. There is a need to control situations in your life, life stressors, your work, other people, perhaps, their kids. And a lot of times, most of the time, I find that this need for control is really a trauma response and related to coping patterns to feel safe and protected, which makes sense. But are we aware of that? And it may not make sense because you might say, well, I don't have trauma. I didn't have anything in my life that was stressful, but that's for another episode. Um, it's tricky because a lot of times there is stuff there and that's why you're the way you are. It happens for a reason. You don't just wake up one day and start controlling everything in the world and you feel like the, the world's a dangerous place. Um, so because the thought process is that I'm anxious and I'm concerned, I'm worried. So if I control something, I quell that feeling and I'm okay again. So it comes back down to this core sense of unsafeness and insecurity. But this need for control is really what stresses the body out even more. And this is, I can't emphasize this enough. You can do all the right things with your diet, cut out all the foods and the poisons and the toxins and, the, and you know, eliminate the pathogens and do unplug your Wi-Fi at night and do infrared and red light therapy, whatever, all that stuff and more. But if you are still operating from this place of control, and this is part of the bigger category of personality patterns and traits, that will stress the body out more and wire, you know, fire up your nervous system, and then you're not going to see much improvement. This is the stuff that un will oftentimes undo all the benefits of the healthy, good things you're doing. Really, really let that sink in because it's... I see it all the time and you may not like hearing that, but it, but it's the truth. And if you want to get better results, you have to start shifting the way you look at this and change your perspective on it, which is what my intention is in this episode. So when this goes on for years and you're trying to control everything around you, then it really gets to a point where the body is, is really, um, <laughs> in emergency mode in survival mode. Okay. And this is a lot of times where autoimmune disease manifests and blooms and I'm not saying it's all about this, but this is one of the deeper hidden causes in significant uh, contributors of autoimmune disease. 
So when it comes to autoimmune disease management and gaining control, here's the greatest lesson. When you let go of micromanaging your diet and your supplements and your protocols and everything in between and everything else in your life for that matter, you unexpectedly get control in your life without really trying. That's the irony. That's the paradox. You have to let go in order to feel in control again. And the crazy thing is this. When you do that, you are just being a human again. You're being you. And it's not even about control anymore. There is no objective. There is no goal in mind. It's just living and coming from a place of wise action. That is a different feeling. And I can't really describe it any more than that. When you're there, then you know. And our clients have experienced that. It's like, I had control. I want to control. I let go of control. Now I'm in control again of my life without even really needing to control to control anything. But I'm doing from a place of wise action, not from a sense of I need to control this in order to feel safe, which is really what it is. So I hope that makes sense. Um, certainly, this means you have to heal your trauma and your and decondition and all that stuff. It's very deep and complicated, but it's an integral part of my work with clients. Um, because like I said, if you don't integrate that and work that into the pro, uh, you know, protocol, if you will, then all the quick fixes and interventions you're doing that you're finding online and stuff that you're reading is not going to work very well. So when it comes to managing and controlling your autoimmune disease, right beyond what I just said right now, I can tell you it's not this supplement or a diet or a parasite cleanse or a coffee enema that you need to do. They, they can be pieces of the puzzle or the, the overall approach, but you don't really start with that. And that's my perspective on this. And this is what I've been seeing and doing with clients and why it works so much better. It's about getting, the first step is, is getting clear on intentions and changing your consciousness or setting an intention to at least change your consciousness. Right? Changing the way you look at things and how you relate to your disease, your diagnosis, not saying, I hate my disease, my life sucks, doctors are annoying, they don't listen to me, and you're complaining about all your problems in Facebook groups and ranting about this to your neighbor, you know, all that stuff. What do you think it's doing in your body? More stress, jacking up your cortisol and your adrenaline, which fuels up your immune system. Okay, so this is really what's going on. So the first thing I teach clients and what I'll say to you is that it's about being before you become, right? I know, I know you want to get better results. I know you want to feel this way, have more energy and lose weight, feel comfortable in your own skin and clothes and eliminate brain fog and get rid of gut pain and all that. I, I understand that totally. I hear you, but just take a breath, be where you are for a minute. You're alive. You're breathing. You're here. There's a lot of other great things going on in your life. It's not all doom and gloom and all the, and everything you're experiencing now, your, your life does not, is not composed of just these bad things, if you want to call it that, these unfortunate, stressful things. So I encourage you to take a breath and just relax for a minute. You didn't get here overnight, and it won't change overnight. So we don't need to fight this moment. We can just bring unconditional friendliness and compassion to ourselves in this moment as we take wise action to heal our body. But I'm telling you, there are two types of people. There's a person that will 
follow the same protocol. So say two people follow the same protocol. So doing this diet, this exercise routine, this, this detox, avoiding these toxins, whatever else, but you, one of them will get better results than the other. If one person is coming from a place of compassion and kindness and letting go and being patient and trusting the process versus someone who is, um, trying to fix everything and get answers and strive to figure it out and changing everything every 24 hours. I mean, this is what a lot of people are doing. So you're doing the same interventions, but the consciousness hasn't changed. Okay. It's what I say a lot with the analogy of you can plant a flower in Canada where there's, you know, when it's winter (laughs) or the Arctic circle, maybe where there's snow, lack of sunlight, not enough fertilizer, maybe. And, or you can plant a flower in Florida where there is adequate sunlight and water and fertilizer. Where do you think that flower is going to grow and bloom and be healthy? That's analogous to your mind state and your mental state. That flower or your body will not grow and heal if in the Arctic Circle. It'll only grow and heal in Florida. So make sure that you're in the right geographical area before you approach this disease. That's the point. So that's why I say, you know, if you're eating less, exercising more, researching, Googling, fixating on the scale labs, taking tons of supplements, cutting out more foods, um, jumping into the deep end with all this stuff right away, looking for another thing to do, not giving enough time, changing every week, hiring more people. That is a mentality and that's the efforting that doesn't work. Okay. What I do when I teach people is really the opposite. (laughs) It's a less is more approach. I'll have to get into this in another episode, but the point is we really need to change our whole angle about how we go about this. Okay. I talked about control. So you really have three choices. And this is really what I'll say is you can change the situation, your health, which you should. You can change yourself or you can walk away. Now, for the that's a that's a saying I heard a while ago when it comes to things in our life we can't control. Um, or we want to control rather. But for the purpose of this, we can change the situation or change ourselves. Now we're doing both, but what I'm gonna say is we certainly need to change the situation, but only when we simply come from changing ourselves first, not simply just changing your body with tangible physical things and taking away this and giving it that. That's all within the physical realm, which is fine and you need to do it, but it has to come from the right place, the right intentions, the right order, and and done in a very careful and deliberate manner. We need to change ourselves mentally before we enter that and that's what most people are missing they get half the results they want they get halfway to the destination they struggle to see results and improvements or they never fully see improvements and it's a it's a damn shame and i feel really sorry and i feel really bad for a lot of people who um struggle to to find their way and may never find it because i know that they can i know that it's possible but you really have to open your eyes, open your mind, and be open to something completely different. So beyond this, what else can we do to manage and control this disease? That's the million-dollar question. 
Now, this could go on and on and on, but I'm going to keep this simple and spend the next uh, final minutes talking about how to really simplify this in the sense of not to say that it's simple, it's not, but how to really look at it from a 30,000 foot view and look at the major departments, uh, or at least to encourage you to explore these major departments. Obviously, the goal is to identify root causes, and that can be a myriad of things. So I'll break it down to the, into these three categories and how I like to look at this with people. So we have behavioral stressors, okay? I kind of alluded to this before with control, right? We have people who have control and people who uh, struggle with perfectionism or being a super mom or super wife or being a workaholic or type A and are people pleasers or are overachieving, overcommitting, overcaring, overserving, being busy all the time. Okay, these are just some examples of really, really common behavioral stressors, coping patterns. You might say they're trauma responses too, actually. But these addictions, these sort of um, conditioned habits that are not serving us. Um, they did at a time in the past, but now we bring that into the present and we're now dealing with the consequence of that. So this is one of the more overlooked areas of autoimmunity that uh, I think is the reason why many people are stuck because they're doing all the other right things, but they're missing this stuff. So that's a deeper category, but it relates to stress and trauma and the stories and events and experiences that lived experiences that you've gone through. So I would say that's one, behavioral stressors. And uncovering that, seeing what's there from a place of non-judgment and seeing just objectively like, hey, what happened? Why? Where did this come from? What am I doing? How, how are my behaviors? Maybe getting a second opinion um, and seeing what people see in you. Self-reflection, introspection. There's a lot of that needs to happen. The second thing is mental stressors. And that relates to this, right? So what's unresolved? Is there unreconciled shame and grief and resentment and rage and envy and anger, unworthiness, inadequacy, whatever? That's part of the bigger trauma bucket, but it's uh, certainly common to see this where people have emotions that they are still harboring. And I mean, listen, we know that that affects the cells, period. It affects everything. So thoughts are energy, emotions are energy, and we have to deal with it because the body will hold on to it. So emotional stressors is another thing. So it's not just past stuff that can be carried and, and brought into the present moment that we live with, but daily emotional stressors. Are we reacting to the fact that the UPS guy you know, damaged our package or that our kids are making us feel um, insane today or they didn't have your favorite ice cream in stock, whatever? Those little things and the, the traffic and your boss is being like this and your husband is doing that. That stuff is really like putting gasoline on the fire for an autoimmune disease if you don't have control <laughs> over that. Um, and by that, I mean learning to not be reactive. And so that's a skill. It takes time to learn how to do this. But that's one of the things that I teach a lot with people. And that's where people really see the biggest change, I think, is when they learn how to build better resilience with within the daily troubles and challenges of life and difficulties. So we got to be aware of mental stressors. That includes rumination thoughts and kind of where um, the negative biases are in our, in our head, because that's 
the thing that we humans do. We have negative bias. We think about worst case scenarios and catastrophizing and, um, you know, always thinking the worst case scenarios and happen. So we have to really shift that and get our vibration up. And so anyway, realize that mental stressors, emotions, and thoughts are a big thing here that is part of the mind-body connection in this autoimmune disease discussion. And then finally is the biological stressors, which is most of what people are spending energy and time doing, which is fine. We need to do that. We need to look out for Lyme disease and heavy metals and bacteria and SIBO and candida and blood sugar dysregulation and food antigens and all these things that are potential root causes that we know in the literature that can trigger an autoimmune disease. Um, but we can't just rely on that and just focus solely on that, which is the problem because we think it's all about the physical, tangible things and we ignore the energetic, spiritual, mental, emotional domains. Um, and this is why I think, like I've been saying, people only get so far because it's not integrating that. So you can do all the right things and address all the biological triggers that you have. But for ignoring the mental, emotional, and behavioral stuff, it's going to be an uphill battle. And maybe it already is. So take this really seriously. I would say most people need to spend more energy in the mental, emotional, and behavioral areas and less in the biological. Because here's the thing. The interventions you're using and doing to clean up the gut, to heal the gut, to work on the pathogen, the parasite you're doing, and the candida, getting rid of that to improve your immune tolerance to foods, you know, that is going to be predicated on how well you manage the nervous system, which is predicated on your consciousness and your trauma and the mental, emotional, behavioral stuff. So it's all intertwined. There's no separation. Everything's connected. So I would say if you want to have the, the best chance of controlling this disease, well, you get rid of control. That's not an easy thing to do, but it's the intention and the idea that I'm trying to bring forward here. And um, you get that in your awareness. You start exploring the behavioral things, the mental stuff, mental stressors, emotional stressors in your life, getting clear on what that is. Not trying to change it necessarily, but just being aware of what that could be and where there could be room for improvement. And then, yeah, there's some digging around and investigation and testing needs to happen for the, bio the biological issues and what's going on in the body and the environment and what exposure exposures you have had. So. Um, and that all really all funnels down to these three areas into your biography and your story because you didn't get here overnight. Okay. So your story, your life really maps out exactly kind of, if you look closely, what you've been through, what you were exposed to and how you lived, what you, what you had done to get you to this point. Because autoimmune disease is not caused by one thing. It's caused by many, 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 many things that just come together to the perfect storm and voila one day you get a full-blown manifestation of this disease and symptoms and loss of function so i hope that gets your gears turning your wheels turning and you're thinking about this because it really has to start with these simple elements um and once you do that I'm telling you, a lot of times people have epiphanies and realize, wow, I didn't realize this was a part of my life and that I have issues with this emotion and this still. And I, and then all of a sudden things change and it's not so much about the diet anymore or the supplement you need. Um, so 
I hope this was helpful. It gave you something to think about. And uh, f- please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram or send me an email if you have any questions or you need some support with any of this. Of course, I'm always here to help you and serve you to the best of my ability. And um, I wish you the best in your journey. And continue to fight. Don't give up. You got this. I'm rooting for you. Seriously. I'm rooting for you. All right. So thank you again for your time. Thanks for listening and tuning in. I will see you next time. Peace and love.